37th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. It's been about 24 hours. And if you're here now listening, you probably guessed it. This is going to be part two of our Q&A session with Lazarus Corpo. We hope you enjoyed the first half. The second half is just as wild and impactful and insightful and just gosh darn delightful. And that's really all I can say. It's really all I really need to say. So gosh darn it, just enjoy part two. And we'll see y'all next week as we start our deep dive into Aleister Crowley. Damn, that's a shitty question. Why did Uh-oh. I write, who are your heroes? Oh, that's a good question, man. That's Stan awesome. Lee. Stan Lee's a hero of mine, man. Shit. I don't have any heroes. No heroes at all? Man. Actually... I don't know, man. I I think Br'er Rabbit's my hero. I learned Fuck a long yeah. time ago not to have heroes amongst men because men mm-hmm. will always let you down. That's true. That's very true, man. What about you, Preston? Who's your hero? <laughs> um, I mean, you know, Big John Wiener. That's going to be my number one if I if I think of like. I'm unaware of this this individual. Oh, buddy, oh, you don't know the tales yeah. of Big John Wiener? No. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's my old man, my pops. Um, you know, just growing up, he was a real positive influence. And then, you know, his stories of blowing up Bigfoot in Vietnam, just everything else that he did. Um, so if I have, to, I have to look at your everyday modern Joe hero, it's always going to be dad. Yep. And then, you know, if I look at like, you know, artistic people, uh, David Bowie um, revolutionized for me, like you wouldn't have Michael Jackson. You wouldn't have a lot of the artistry that you have if it weren't for like David Bowie. So, yeah. you know, it just kind of. <laughs> yeah. So it just kind of depends on. Plus, David Bowie did so much cocaine and peppers that he summoned, you know, Satan in his pool. Um, so that's that's hands down like the balls on that guy to do that uh so i would that i would say those are my two heroes so solid choices man yeah when preston and i were just barely getting started we went out and did a uh, ghost hunt out at the um bella vista cemetery out in el dorado which is a town that i kind of grew up in and he was just i think he was more excited to go out there with than, than us you know to be out there with the boys and like you know, we had a moment where I asked him, you know, Preston was kind of wandering off doing Preston stuff. And I asked him about if he was, you know, believed in ghosts and all that kind of stuff. And he had a really nice way to put it of not necessarily, but you can't prove to me that they don't exist. And I believe in God and in all the spiritual stuff. So at the end of the conversation, he kind of looked at me and kind of, you know, glistening eyes and said, so, yeah, I guess I, I kind of think I maybe I do believe in ghosts. And it was kind of cool just to get validation of, you know, somebody from that generation when Preston and I are out there with fucking, you know, audio recorders kicking around in the mud looking for ghosts that, you know, we I'm might be still stuck shits, on but... Vietnamese Bigfoot here because yeah. I grew up around a lot of Vietnamese refugees from that war. My mother worked at Fort Chaffee at the time when a lot of them were coming. This is young before I was born, but a lot of them settled here in the area. And now I got to go ask my homie about Bigfoot because 
I had a neighbor whose sister's apparent official cause of death was murder by ghost. Oh, um, shit. Again, see why I didn't fuck with Bloody Mary? <laughs> uh, now I can't say. This is just what they told me, man. Right, right. So dad's uh, dad's second year in Vietnam, uh, he had to guard a village. There was a village that was on the border of South Vietnam and North Vietnam, and it was kind of a raiding point. So they said, take your platoon, go and guard it. And he was always taught that when you look for the uh, Viet Cong snipers, that when at night, because they would camouflage themselves so well up in the trees that you would shine a light and you would look for the whites of eyes. And if you saw the, you know, kind of like the eye shine that humans have, or you see like that little bit of white, that's a sniper. You need to call, call it in and just blow the shit out of it. Don't ask questions. And so dad was on his patrol. He's up there flashing the tree line. He sees, you know, four or five pairs of eyes, Tango Bravo 10, Charlie Alpha, bang, 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 calls in the fire strike, blows the fuck out of the jungle. And then the next morning, the uh, colonel called and said, Gillen, I need to report it. Get your ass out there and, you know, tell me what you got. Did you get like, you know, regular soldiers? Did you get some grunts? What did you get? And so dad goes out there and it's just a fucking like massacred field of like hairy body parts and like things that look like part human, part monkey. He asked the village elder and he was like, gave him a name and said, that basically means like the ugly people of the forest. You know, they're like the oh, wild people. We suck. <laughs> yeah. We normally, we don't, you know, we don't mess with them. They kind of leave us alone. And so dad called it in. And, um, when I was younger, that was kind of where the story ended. And then, uh, about two years before he passed away, we were, we were talking, uh, before a, a Super Bowl game and he was like, Oh yeah, you know, uh, you know, I never told you, but, uh, when I called that report into the Colonel and told them that I had blown up these monkeys the colonel got back on the squawk. He was like, Gillen, I don't want to fucking hear shit about these goddamn apes. Like, they've been giving us problems <laughs> left and right. He's like, you make some shit up right now. You can tell me you got a four-star general. You you got the top of the Viet Cong army. I don't give a fuck. But do not put in your report that you blew up these goddamn apes. And so dad's like, all right. So I just went and made some shit up. Like, I was a fucking hero of the day. I, you know, I got some top generals, <laughs> got some top lieutenants. I was told That's I wasn't able to dumb. put the monkeys. But, uh, you know, growing up, we, you know, we would talk about like aliens and Bigfoot and Loch Ness Monster and hands down, the one thing you could always count on Pop saying that he believed in that was 100% real was Bigfoot. Anytime that we watched like Unsolved Mysteries or any show that had to do with Bigfoot, his old ass was in that sofa. Just, yep, we got to watch it. You know, yep. Fucking kill those goddamn things in the war, boy. And, uh, so that, you know, that always kind of stuck with me and, uh, I just, you know, I love those stories. So yep. if you get like three wishes from a monkey's paw, I wonder how much <laughs> you get from like a Bigfoot hand. Um, <laughs> I'd give, I'd give two wishes for that. I bet yeah. you there's some Chinese billionaires that'll pay a lot of money for powdered Bigfoot dick for their traditional medicines. Well, <laughs> bringing on some virility. <laughs> He's actually a part of the the medicine over there. He's like in some Tibetan pharmaceutical techs and some Chinese mm. ones. Yeah, yeah. I, he is seen as an elder in some villages over there in Asia. Um, in the Himalayas, there was that old documentary, man, where supposedly they had the uh, skull cap complete with hair and a severed paw of a yeti. 
I think it came to be that it was fake, but I remember there was the like skull a skull cap was goat. The Paul, there's actually some interesting like backstory on that. There was a guy previous who went there and jacked some bones out of that paw and replaced them with some goat bones. He talked about it. And he said when he had them tested, they were primate. So huh. years later, some guy comes back, coincidentally tests their play stuff. Now I can't say that's, you know, exactly what happened, but that's mm-hmm. the report. Cause you know, I, I'd love to believe that there's some people out there dancing in Yeti caps and it makes total sense. But yeah, you know, I actually went up on a, a Bigfoot hotspot once and scared the fuck out of myself. <laughs> now, were you uh, stone cold sober or were you? Hell no. <laughs> I was uh, being. I was invited to this party in this place way off in the mountains in uh, kind of like centralist Arkansas, where I'd okay. never been and. I mean, we're getting far the fuck out. Like, there ain't no fucking lights. The stars is having, like, depth. I looked at my wife. My man, this is like, we're going to get abducted. Bigfoot's going to run across the road. We're far the fuck out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we show up to this place, and I have no idea how the vehicle got up there. And Shit, we go in, and she tells this fucker. She's like, yeah, he said this is, you know, Bigfoot shit and all that. And I'm thinking, well, this guy's going to think I'm, like, making fun of where he lives because that's not Mm -hmm. it at all. Mm -hmm. He says, hey, walk down the hallway and open that last door and look to your left. Whole fucking room of Bigfoot casts, dog man casts, hair shit and lab reports. This... Of all the fucking times for me to open my fucking mouth, <laughs> this dude, he's like, I didn't even know nothing about this shit till yeah. I first moved in. The first month I was there, something stole my sheep. And he said, what the hell can take a sheep and take it out of the pen and run away with it alive? The only shit we got down there pretty much kills stuff first before it drags it off. So the idea that there's something that could carry a screaming sheep live off into the wilderness is kind of kind of fucked up, man. And well, did he find the sheep later, or do we know? Oh no, that sheep's fucking by. gone, dude. Yeah. Man, he got pictures of all them Bigfoot teepees and shit. Yeah. And so he's gonna say like, "You won't go see the stone circle." Well, mm-hmm. kinda, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. There's, so kind of, but kind of not. All right, yeah. I don't even know these people. I don't yeah. know why the fuck I got drug into this shit. We <laughs> yeah, I wasn't supposed to be off. here. It's fucking dark. <laughs> like, I know there's a pond there, and I could see how you would walk into it and drown, because at the wrong angle, you can't see the shit. Yeah, yeah. So we finally get to this stone circle, and all the drunk guys are making Bigfoot house. And here's the homeowner getting pissed. He's like, this is not funny. I'm tired of him throwing shit at you. You're going to get hurt. He gets pissed and leaves us. I do. We're like fucking a mile in the goddamn woods or some <laughs> shit. I don't know where the fuck I'm at. I can see the Milky Way and stuff. Do you go with the landowner or do you stay with the drunk people with guns? Because I'm a little fucking freaked out. You know? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. yeah I didn't see yeah. any fucking Bigfoot. 
Dude, every damn time a twig snapped, I about fucking shit myself. I stuck with the drunks with the guns. That's I figured they could be a good distraction while I just scoot out like I'm late for class if something goes wrong. <laughs> yeah. I think of your options, that was probably the smarter way to be at the drunks with the guns. Like, part of me's like, well, they could be talking shit to him, and maybe they're, like, grudgingly accepting this guy as long as he doesn't bitch too much about the stolen sheep. Yeah, right, right. But uh, all I know is he had fucking a whole cast of prints, and if this was a setup joke on me, it mm-hmm. was the fucking best one ever because it freaked me the fuck out, and I still ain't been back. <laughs> fuck that <laughs> shit. I fucked that stone circle. It was cool. Yeah. And they said, like, that when they camp, they had a tent in it. They said they camp in that little stone circle because, like, I guess the Bigfoot dude doesn't come up. And I didn't ask if, like, what was that shit just there when y'all got there? It looked mm-hmm. pretty fucking old. It had a lot of right. moss and stuff on. I'm not a fucking rock scientist or geologist or whatever, but <laughs> rock doctor. Fuck that place, man. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Hey, we've got a listener actually who uh, just graduated um, her uh, geology degree, actually. So awesome. And go study some of them rune stones. Yeah, no shit, right? Are y'all good for more questions or are you out? Let it rip, buddy. All right, next. What is one conspiracy you believe is 100% true? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> that's a good one. Oh, okay, so I'm going to say, for the sake of arguing, the moon landing. God damn it. That was going to be my <laughs> answer, cocksucker. <laughs> oh, thank you. So you think it didn't happen? I think, okay, so let me put my tinfoil hat on real quick, okay? Because if I'm going to argue with you that I believe in, if there's one conspiracy I have to believe in, I'm going to put all my chips on that. Because, again, the air-quoted evidence, it's pretty startling to see how many people have gone into such great depths to prove it wrong to the degree that we have you know, um, brand names etched into the bottom of moon rocks and, you know, without there being gravity house, the flag waving and, and that one moon rock being petrified wood from Arizona. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And I mean, you've got uh, Stanley Kubrick all up in that shit. That's the one that if I had to pick at gunpoint, I'm going to say, yep, that's it. Dead to rights. Now I believe we've been there for sure, but I would say that's my favorite one anyway, hands down. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that footage was fake as fuck. Uh, you know, they're going to have to give me some better proof than that shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. I, <laughs> but they can't because they lost the original footage. Right, right. And see, and that could be the thing, too, that I would also put my chips in is that we went there and the footage got fucked up, so we had to fake footage. Because I fully believe 125% we went to the moon easily. But the space race was so neck and neck and so cutthroat at the time. Like, if nothing else, maybe we went to the moon, but we were so scared we weren't going to make it. We went ahead and published and broadcasted that fake footage. And then we landed like, I don't know, three minutes late. So we still landed, but we're just like, oh, fuck it. Well, hey, it still counts, right? We made it, but the footage. Well, I know fun. we didn't land in the shit in that video because they got it in the museum <laughs> and you can measure the suits to the door and you can't go in and out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> they didn't do it in that. 
Preston, what's your number two conspiracy? <laughs> I switched it up on you. <laughs> um, man, you know, I like to think that all of the uh, conspiracy theories about the uh, Nazis and aliens and like Antarctic and not, you know, the, the, the base Nazi bases on the moons and all that um, and everything tied into Project Paperclip. Because if you look prior to World War II, there's not a lot of reports of, like, UFO sightings um, in the United States. Now, we had, like, airship sightings, like, you know, dirigibles and flying ships and weird things like that. But actual UFOs, those those reports and everything didn't start happening until after World War II. So if you think that the Nazis actually had this technology and they got it through occult means and they were reading ancient texts like the Marabarata and they discovered how, like, you know, if you magnetize mercury and putting it around like a cylinder, like you create a flotating device and, you know, they start creating their own UFOs. And then we start grabbing Nazi scientists and we're like, fuck you guys, you work for us now. And um, everything that comes with that bag of chips, like I'm on board for that. Like the idea that in Poland you have this thing called the crow's nest and you have this bell-shaped object. And the top Nazi scientists, as the American soldiers are coming in, they get in this fucking thing, and all of a sudden it just, bloop, it vanishes. And they're like, what the fuck? And then all the underground caverns where, like, all the paperwork and all the sciences is, is imploded in, we can't get to it. And then in Pennsylvania, 1972, in a rural area, like out in the middle of a farm field, this fucking gold bell that basically matches 100% the description of what was reported in, in 1944, 43 in Poland. Um, and the U.S. government comes in, loads it up on a truck and says, no, you don't fucking talk about it. You didn't see a goddamn thing. I think the fucking Nazis like had some weird time travel experiments. Like these fucking Nazi pricks were just like, we're going back to the mother or fatherland. We're going, you know, we're going back into outer space. And they fucked up and all of a sudden they get transported into like, 1970 rural Pennsylvania with a bunch of fucking rednecks and like the government's like, <laughs> sorry, it's not the vacation so you were looking smart. for, Hans. Yeah, that's that's definitely the irony of time travel is you land in a fucking part of backwoods America where people fucking hate Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> Why the fuck didn't they? I mean, thank though they had them fucking aliens and shit. Man, I'd say you know what, Preston, you handled that question eloquently. I didn't think you were going to have an answer. <laughs> Lazarus, what about you, man? Give it to us, buddy. What's the... All right. Uh, I'm about to... One? I'm going to get canceled on this one. What are you, what are you balls deep in right now? I 100% and don't say pizza believe... Game. I'm not. <laughs> okay. Uh-oh. Uh, I, I 100% believe that there are wealthy individuals in our government that kidnap and traffic human beings for the purpose of organ harvesting, uh, snuff films, and sexual slavery. Ooh, I 100% believe yeah. that. 100%. I mean, if not the upper, you know, nth percent, still, I'm sure that shit Franklin, man. Oh, dude, yeah, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's that's some pretty up there, folks. I mean, yeah, isn't the rumor that they found like countless, you know, adolescent skeletons in his floorboards and shit, and he had, uh, you know, underage sex parties in his basement TV and shit like recently that. For some, oh, Larry King made it into. I gotta look that up. He was on TV doing something recently. 
Now, when you say Franklin, we're talking about Ben Franklin, right? No, I'm talking about oh, the fuck. Franklin <laughs> fucking credit union. Oh, shit. I was talking the about Benjamin Franklin. The fucking conspiracy of silence. Yeah, that dude, oh, too, boy. fucking weirdo. Yeah, I don't he was trust his the... ass either. He is a nudist and wrote a book about farting and hung out at the Hellfire Club. So we got the trifecta of SRA, man. We got got a poop fascination. Uh, <laughs> I mean, whoa, whoa, whoa. Calm down, the whole, calm down on the farting thing. Sean, your boy, Sean, likes to fart. Like, that ain't like nothing wrong with fart jokes, but you're going to write a book about I mean, it yeah. to encourage it while also being a nudist, while also having a bunch of dead kids in your garden, while also hanging out with a place called the fucking Hellfire Club. But I mean, the dude did invent electricity, right? Ah, oh, horse dude. Baghdad <laughs> batteries, man. Ah, fucking dude out there with a the kite. Shit, that was some kid's kite that was buried in his backyard. He ganked it and his fucking house key. <laughs> Like, yeah, he, he was trying to get rid of the evidence. <laughs> folks showed up. He's like, no, man, I'm just doing a science experiment. Yeah, sorry, guys. I'm just doing a science. <laughs> doing a science. But just happened anybody. to have a storm roll through and zapped his ass. And he's like, oh, you God. got connections to satanic rituals. Sure, sure. Connections to dead kids and to poop. Mm-hmm. I mean... <laughs> For some reason, that that smearing poop on everything shows up in all them cases over and over. Mm. Well, I mean, you know, we clearly Nazis are fucking terrible people, and I'm not about to say they weren't. But, you know, we give them such shit for experimenting on people and children. But, I mean, at the same time, like... We did it. We still do. Exactly. I was going to say, that shit still goes on here. Yeah. That kind of thing's been going on since the dawn of time, as far as what you, you know, alluding back to what you were saying earlier. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's one thing I 100% believe, and I think if anyone really did some research, they'd find that it's way too true and terrifying. If you haven't seen Conspiracy of Silence, definitely watch that. It will make you vomit. Oh, man, yeah. Is it streaming on anything, or is this like a little little Um, It was actually canceled, but I think you can find it online if you look. Uh, Twitter probably got it for free, but uh, they wanted to cancel this documentary so bad that Discovery was purchased at the last minute to be able to keep it from going on the air. Oh, damn. Wow. Okay. If you're not familiar, it involves a little credit union in Franklin, Nebraska, which was... Amongst other clients, they were holding millions for Nambla. They were uh, laundering some of the Iran-Contra money from the cocaine smuggling in Mena, Arkansas. And were also providing child uh, prostitutes for uh, wealthy people's parties. Uh, Mm -hmm. The Bushes were involved. Um, Warren Buffett was involved directly in that and hell he's still up there in omaha making all that money ain't he yeah i think the the startling I did not kill myself <laughs> <laughs> yeah do we all need to say that <laughs> i think the thing that gets me though about a good conspiracy or a fucking terrible one is that there's an ounce of truth and a pound of prevention so you've you're saying you know this and then you also have Pizzagate. You also have um, the Wayfair conspiracy about them trafficking people based on children's names with high dollar armoires and shit like that. Like, it's hard not to at least put a few chips in the pile that says 
something is a little bit true. And so well, I don't then, know about Wayfair, but I do know that the former employees of that pizza parlor had, before all that broke out, made complaints about their children being sexually harassed. And that, mm. I mean, no one ever talks about that, but that was pre yeah. all of those those leaked emails. Now I'm yeah. not saying all that's true. I'm just. I that mean, is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, but I mean, any any great conspiracy, I think, is based off of an ounce of truth, you know. So it's interesting to me to, if if you were in charge of, you know, preventing this from getting out or any conspiracy, and you're like, okay, for Roswell, for instance, okay, all right, Agent Lazarus, here's the sitch: uh, UFO crash in Roswell, New Mexico, and three dead aliens rolled out of it. Fix it. And then you're like, well, fuck. Okay, so some Russians cut up some retarded children and sent them over in a rocket to scare us, because yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, but that, but what's funny is that's easier for me to digest as a 1940s farmer than little green men crashed and fucking their guts are spilled all over my pasture. So I can then sit back in my coffee and be like, okay, never mind, shit's fine. Like some kids with hydrocephalus crashed and Better it was a weather balloon. Yeah, right. So, I mean, who, for all we know, this shit could be real. And then someone gets a hold of it and they're just like, okay, I'm the fix it guy. So, yeah, check this guy's out. There's a, there's a pizza place up in, you know, fuck all. And, you know, they're selling kids based on, you know, um, code names like pepperoni and cheese and stuff like that. So, if you spin it far enough, people are like, that's just batshit crazy. You know, you know Moloch not- appears twice in those Podesta emails. Moloch? Moloch by that name, noise. Moloch Somehow. twice. I think we did. We did not kill ourselves, folks. Because <laughs> that's some, that's some that fucking be? deep oh, shit, man. Yeah, it ain't know, the sauce. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I just never been that into pizza and devil worship myself. I mean, no, nope, not at the same time. Definitely not. Definitely, you know, <laughs> especially not this There's, day. There was a, a book, I'm trying to, th- it's like something about the God Apollo came out like a year and a half, two years ago. And it's one of the, it, it, it's a touchy subject, but my problem with conspiracy theories is once you go down the rabbit hole, right? Mm-hmm. So let's go back to the moon landing for a second. So it, it that's 100% plausible right there Mm -hmm. for me because if you think about it if you look at the actual technology at the time and you look at like how we constructed that spacecraft and you start actually crunching those numbers if you were to put it through a computer now and say is this probable it would come back that there's 11 percent chance that those fuckers would survive going through the you know the upper belt you know the radiation and the fact that they had to come back down and land. So the fact that our government didn't want to look like a bunch of like second place losers to Russia. And so they had a backup plan and they made this 100% plausible. Right. Mm-hmm. And so once you start going down that rabbit hole, well, I mean, that's probably correct. And then a couple, you know, I read a book once that was called uh, Dr. Mary and the Monkey or uh, in the Monkey Virus. And it has Dr. to do with polio Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you you start going down that rabbit hole, and you're like, "Holy shit, you're right." David Ferry, look at if you look at cancer rates prior to the polio vaccination, and then you look at cancer rates past the polio vaccination, and then you try to come up with a plausible explanation of JFK's assassination, and realize that it's all tied into this one event. 
Like, oh shit. Well, I mean, so the polio vaccination that, I mean, I'm feeling pretty positive about that one. I'm feeling pretty positive about the moon landing. And then now you start throwing like death lasers. You start throwing like, mm. you know, pizza gate. Like, I mean, I'm not saying that it's not real, but I mean, the other two shit was pretty plausible. And then <laughs> now all of a sudden you read this book about the God Apollo and sacrifice and the fact that yeah. you look at the Mayan culture, you look at the Aztec culture, you look at a lot of ancient European cultures where we are doing sacrifice and the reason beh behind it and the description of the God Apollo is the same description of the God Moloch and the same description as um, oh, there's some other fucker. Right. And so all these descriptions start lining up and you realize that, I mean, there, there are sacrificial sites and pits. And then we get into a modern society where we don't do sacrifices anymore. And then now you start talking about, you know, like child abortion and all this other stuff. And then all of a sudden you start going down this rabbit hole. You're like, I don't know. Maybe it's connected. Maybe it's not. But uh, what, what the, how the fuck do we cover that topic without, you know, I don't know. So that's my hey, man. I'm fine with getting canceled. Then I don't have to like actually prepare subject matter and stuff. Go back to, <laughs> but, hey guys, you know, go ahead and cancel us. Our Tuesday nights are now free. <laughs> yeah. The problem is Preston and I are doing more research than ever. <laughs> well, you should that's like studying for a test. Conspiracy of silence and the Franklin okay. scandal. Uh, yeah. And Dr. Mary's monkey, old David Ferry, ties into a lot more than just Kennedy and just Dr. Mary's monkey. Uh, that wandering bishop road gets huge. And he was a very prominent wandering bishop. And uh, I guess part-time cross-dresser like Hoover. I mean, shit's been going on for years. And occasionally right? offered the black mass. So he gets... <clears throat> I mean, he was playing both sides, man. Double yeah. agent with them greased-on fake eyebrows. Let's <laughs> <laughs> picture Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> yeah, man. If you could live anywhere, where would it be? Oh, man. You go first, Lazarus. You tell us, buddy. My imagination. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> Eat that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Man, I I would have to live somewhere with a beach. I'm scared of typhoons. Zombies. <laughs> 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 Fucker scared of typhoons and alien abduction. Fucking sea monsters. <laughs> I'm scared of that shit too. Looking at the ocean gives me fucking anxiety. <laughs> oh, I love it, man. I love it. Ironically, I can't swim, which I probably shouldn't have said out loud on this show after the subject matter, but um <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from smiley face graffiti and you'll be all right. <laughs> oh, sad trombone, man. Um, I would want I the problem is I want to live somewhere tropical, like near a beach, because I love just being out in the sand just with a drink in my hand and kayaking or something like that. But at the same time, I have grown all of a sudden in the last few years to love the cold. So I would love to live anywhere else but Kansas. I appreciate the fact that we get, you know, the best of both worlds. We get fucking negative double digits and we get triple digits in the summer. But, uh, man, you got to give me somewhere tropical as of right now. Well, it makes more sense if the world ends so you have, like, four growing seasons, you know. At least mm -hmm. you won't starve or have to work so hard. It's just going to be fucking hot. 
Yeah, it's gonna be hot as fuck. You're gonna get malaria. But, well, yeah. <laughs> get jiggers and dengue fever and the rest of it. But, Fucking scurvy. That's gonna be back any day now. But man, hey, pine trees. Just make needle tea. You'll you'll be fine. No scurvy. Just give me some just give me some pine trees and some animanita muscaria mushrooms and I'll be all right. Man, do penis envy. Like, make sure that someone's uh, not going to let you leave the house if you don't handle it well. Mm-hmm. And, like, take seven grams at once. Terrence McKenna, <laughs> wait a second, let me put that screen up real quick, my allegedly signed. <laughs> Terrence McKenna said that five gives you a breakthrough, so I might have, you know, allegedly had the bright idea. Eh, uh-huh. Let's just do seven, I'm kind of fat. And, uh, <laughs> and that scene, that like few hours seemed like the longest time of my life. I, mean, I had all my it. emotions at once. Uh-huh. I was teleporting places and seeing blind fucking goats and shit. Yeah. Well, with maybe about two more grams, you can live in your imagination. <laughs> I, don't know, I, was, I got a little PTSD from that uh, shit, man. I sat I there do. with some for a while because... Like uh, the worst part was, I seen my friend die three months before they died, and they actually mm. fucking died oh, in the man. exact Yikes. same spot, dude. Yeah. So like, it was all fucking weird, you know. Yeah. Fuck that shit. And I went to Utah, and I've never been to Utah. I was in a subway. There's big green headed Jesus floating around. I was Are all we talking fuck- about a train station or sandwich shop. I like a train station. Okay. <laughs> I was fucking teleporting everywhere until I showed up with all the flying fucking goats. Oh, yeah. It, it was a trip, but definitely 10 out of 10 recommend. <laughs> Five will do you. Better take seven. Yeah. What movie was that? American Pie? Two? Huh? Better make it three. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen a UFO? Fuck yeah. All right. Yeah, so let me take this one first. Um, my wife and I were out in El Dorado where we lived. Had a nice little apartment on the edge of town, and this apartment complex was the very end of a really nice walking path, paved bike trail. And one night we were out walking, and we're probably, I don't know, quarter mile, maybe a half mile or so from our apartment. And we happened to look to the south, and I forget who saw it first, me or her, one or the other. But you look over to the south and you see like four or five little anamorphic blobs that were gray and translucent, uh, translucent, and they're kind of coming up at like a 45 degree degree angle. Sorry, I've been drinking 45 degree angle. And you see one kind of pop up above the tree line and then two and then three and then four and then five. And all of a sudden we've got this straight line of these five anamorphic transparent blobs. And I thought, okay, someone must have let go some balloons at the Civic Center because we're like, boom, straight shot to our Civic Center, which is rented out for like weddings and parties and everything else. And we're watching and watching and watching and probably for 30 seconds. Then one by one, they level out straight and they're now flying straight in a straight line. And so at this point, we're both looking at this, just like wondering what the fuck's going on. And you're watching, you're watching, you're watching. And it's moving, I mean, a pretty decent distance across the sky because now we're looking like east and right when you get about northeast this line of these weird little blobs disappear behind a tree and before we could say what the fuck was that boom light 
flashes, sky lights up like it's daytime for like a half a second, and then a streak of light just takes off across the sky, almost westward. So we watched this thing in like three quarters of a circle, just round and around and around. It hits a tree line, it disappears behind the trees, and a flash and the streak of light just pew. And it messed us up. Well, I'll say it messed me up um, bad enough that I called 911 and asked if anybody else had reported seeing this. And they're just like, no, uh, nothing, nothing else. I ain't else. calling no goddamn <laughs> especially the damn 5 Yeah. Well, and I had a good a good friend of mine who has since passed, but he worked um, El Dorado PD. And I checked in with him the next day, and he's just like, no, man, nobody else reported that. And he would have told me honestly if they'd had, but – that was just one of the many. Presto, what about you, buddy boy? Fuck no, I've never seen a UFO. <laughs> Short and sweet. Man, do you stick yeah. do you spend any time outside looking up? Oh, dude, I live out in the country. Like uh right now, this is up? telescope beer drinking season where I go out there and fucking get the telescope out, look at the nighttime sky. You know, smoke my pipe, uh, got my pipe tobacco, my cigars, my whiskey. I spend hours out there, and I haven't seen dick. Well, look in the direction of your your nearest military base. (laughs) Okay. I think the coolest one I seen was close enough to the ground that uh, I knew. uh, And I was young, so I wasn't even smoking cigarettes at the time. I was like 16, 17, somewhere in there, some shit. And it was kind of triangle shaped, but a little scalloped on the back and had three big lights on the bottom. And about halfway up the sides to the front, it had windows and it was kind of trapezoided, you oh. know. And this fucker was swimming like a fucking snake in the sky with this little low hum. And a, a guy I went to school with, I won't name his name because he might get fucking mad, but he was there and it happened by an abandoned rock quarry on Highway 282 in Van Buren, Arkansas, for anybody wanting to look that shit up on Google Earth. <laughs> you have latitude, um, latitude and longitude? <laughs> you, you'll see. Uh, the address was uh, oh, 1926 shit. Highway 282, Van Buren, Arkansas. And uh, I fucking ran in. Dude was like, whoa, wait. No, nah, fuck you, man. I left my homie there. I didn't give a shit. <laughs> These things cut up cows. He was fatter than me. Mm-hmm. They they mm-hmm. probed people. I went yep. to fuck inside. I didn't know. You go walk to your car by your goddamn self. I ain't going out there. Yeah. Let, let his no. butthole get cored out. You damn right. That thing was fucking huge. <laughs> and it was low to the fucking ground, like low enough oh, wow. you could see the seams in the thing. There were seams in it. Like, Mm. I could draw the motherfucker. It was low. Like, we could have shot at it, probably. Damn. Like, We're we're borderline Kelly Hopkinsville goblin territory now, man. Well, I ain't had no goblins that I know of. They got, they said them little people out there at Wolf Creek, but you don't see them, you just hear them. Mm. But it ain't nothing about no, I don't know anybody talking about goblins. Well, what's we out there at Wolf Creek? Like Tommy Knockers or what? Nah, man. And like they, the Yen Wijens D, the little people. Oh, like, yeah. 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 Uh, you go out there and sing them medicine songs and shit, and they like, you hear them dancing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting, man. Wow. 
Well, like I said, they just discovered like 400 Mayan cities based off of this really intricate highway system. So, I mean, they need to bury that shit. <laughs> this is like that big ass rock, that demon rock in Japan breaks. And, mm-hmm. you know, everything's went to shit since they shot Harambe. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, who knows, man? It could have been some kind of Oni, you know, that was brought back to watch over everybody. We just fucked it all up. Dude, you just never know. You never know. I had to skip some of these questions because we actually already <laughs> talked about them in our filtered them out, huh? There you go. There you go. Oh, here's one. Uh-oh. Land beyond Antarctica, question mark. Well, doesn't some that circle people, back to, you know, well, I mean, round, kinda, round versus flat? Hey, right? it can still be round no, 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 and be no. bigger than you realize, or it mm-hmm. could be flat and bigger than you realize. There could be, I mean, let's just make it a rounder question. Like Do you Earth? think there might be more continents than we have been made aware? Could there be more lands out there that we have not been made fully aware of? For sure, for sure. So when you? I say lands, when I think lands past Antarctica, when I'm thinking of, um, you know, like, so Antarctica has that uh, that no-fly zone, and it's, you know, when you when you look it up and they're like, well, the, the problem is, is that's the last continent on Earth and everybody owns a piece of it. So, you know, Russia's welcome, China's welcome, Germany's welcome, everybody's welcome to Antarctica. No, fuck that. There's a portal that leads to like the center of the Earth. I mean, King Kong, you've seen all those fucking movies and that's mm-hmm. where the Nazis that escaped. That's where all those motherfuckers went. They got through that portal and they're fucking in Shangri-La. Like, there's some weird government conspiracies going on there. Yeah, yep. that's is. where the fucking Nazi bell went. That's where all these guys' submarines go. You know, May Brussels. No, Rednecks in Pennsylvania a... got the Nazi bell. We already got <laughs> May Brussels did a report in 1983 that referenced uh, talks of Nazi base, Nazi UFO bases in Antarctica, the moon, and Mars in 1983. Yeah, that's you know, before, I mean, we're before not the first time, three idiots. We're not the first three idiots to think about this, you know. Like this, these conversations have been going on for years. But yeah, uh, you know, 1983. You just don't think anybody's really thinking about Nazi UFOs in Antarctica in '83. Getting down on Pac-Man and you know three liters of orange soda and shit like that. Mixed rush tapes. Fuck. Surge. <laughs> Surge. That was like Surge. more like 94, I wonder if that, that they said it like killed your kidneys. Mm-hmm. Probably. Probably. Oh, a good, a true story that happened to you that no one believes. And I'm sure there's hmm. a lot of them. <laughs> a true story that no one, I don't know, man. I mean, I live in the mindset of, I don't really give a shit if you don't believe my story, because I'm probably not going to believe half of yours. (laughs) It's just the concept, something that's just out there. Like, for example, no one believes I've only ever went to a strip club one time, and it was to get my computer fixed. Well, folks, we got to close the show now, because no one's going to top that story. (laughs) (laughs) True story. Interesting. Well, fuck. I mean, I love it. I love it. I almost, I almost likes want to, to call it. his penis Thor's hammer, but uh, you know what? The computer that might that might top Thor's hammer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. 
Oh, man. Well, that's fuck. Yeah. Was it like a little like strip mall kind of thing or like did the dude just run a Apple repair store in the back? No, the security guy there uh, was a friend of a friend. So I just dropped my computer off. Uh, Odin of Asgard appears in my family tree on Ancestry.com. Odin of Asgard. That's what it said. So my family tree leaves planet Earth, man. I've left fucking Middle Earth, dude. That's the second time we brought up Asgard in this fucking I know. I, I meant to say it earlier, but I was stomped and got sidetracked by the Viet Cong Bigfoot. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, that one definitely is a uh, red herring that throws you off. Um, yeah, okay, so that's fucking cool. First and 59th great-grandfather. That's an Arkansas joke to be made in there somewhere. <laughs> No, interestingly enough, the only cousin marrying in my family was mm-hmm. amongst rich Yankees. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't tell the heart who not to love. That's I'm related to, to the Ray family that uh, came in the Salem witch trials to protest. Oh, <laughs> they, no shit, huh? The protest thing like Sarah and John Ray or James Ray. I remember Sarah Ray. It's like my ninth great grandma. Yeah. Um, I always forget the lineage, but one of the great, great, great lady relatives in my family married Sitting Bull. Cool. So there's some useless trivia for you. Um, I should probably get the details on that. Did you guys see that orb fly by just now? No. Probably a moth or something like that. It's right in there. Hey, it's one of them remote control moths they was talking about. <laughs> Look into that shit. That's oh, I not even been. a conspiracy. I mean, Whoa, I do. I, I don't trust the fly for fuck no more. Every time <laughs> I see a fly, I'm thinking it's the man watching. And birds aren't real. Um, okay, so a story that no one believes. I entered the flow state on more than one occasion. I don't know if you guys know what the flow state is, but it's that state that people talk about in in um, athletics and whatnot, where like someone just, boom, you're in the zone and in a split second, you can calculate how far away the basket is and what arc and what velocity to throw the basketball to throw a three-quarter, you know, court shot and be a, you know, nothing but net kind of shot. So we were running this mar- uh, this obstacle course race. And Preston's done it with us several times. And as a matter of fact, Presto was there for this instance. So my wife and I and Preston and the rest of our gang, we like to do these OCRs, obstacle course races, where you're running through like mud and fire and doing a bunch of dumb shit because you can. And we're going across this like 10 foot tall pile of rocks, or maybe it was higher. I don't remember. But they're a bunch of big chunks of rock. And we're traversing these things in this foot race that we're running. And I do believe it went Preston and then Eric or Eric and then Preston and then my wife and then myself, and then Patty and Aaron. And we're going across these rocks. And, like, they're not cemented in. They're pretty loose and kind of wobbly. And all of a sudden, my I look over, and time just stops. And I see my wife step on this rock, and it kind of teeters over. And in my head, it's hard to explain. In my head, I picture the rock tumbling over, her spinning around about, oh, 45 degrees, landing on her butt, and then tippling over backwards, somersaulting down to her, you know, demise, sure to broke, break a couple bones. And then that moment freezes. So a moment within a moment freezes. And I think to myself, okay, 
I have also at this moment stepped on another rock and I'm falling forward and there's a sharp rock pointed right between my eyes. And if I don't do anything, it's going to go right between my noggin and just brain me. So I need to raise my hand up at this angle and move my hands to this degree to grab this rock to comfort myself. And if I pivot a certain way, I can actually catch my body weight. At the same time, I got to reach over and I got to grab her leg because as soon as I snap out of this moment, she's going to be pivoted and be perpendicular to me. I got to be able to grab her foot because at this point, one leg is going to be up in the air and I got to be able to grab her by the ankle. No, not the ankle. I got to get the shin. Well, you can't grab the shin because then you're going to spin her around the opposite way. Got to grab her just above the ankle and your momentum will catch her and your body weight will set her back upright. You will catch yourself and not brain yourself on this rock and everything is going to be hunky dory. Okay, hold on a second. Wait, not yet, not yet. Okay, here we go. All right, everybody ready? And then I reached forward, grabbed the rock, and not even looking, grabbed her ankle and set her upright on this rock. And I mean, boom, everything snaps back to real time. Everything's great. I stand up. My wife's like, holy shit. I don't know if Presto and Eric saw it, but Patty and Aaron behind me were freaking the fuck out. And Aaron even said, how the fuck did you do that? Oh, my God, I thought she was going to fall down that pile of rocks. And in my head, I'm like, oh, no, it's cool because, like, you know, I just boom, 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 and I set her up right. And so whether or not anybody believes it or not is one thing, but it's definitely something that's hard to explain. And without being in that moment, you can't really understand it. Uh, Eric and I turned around in that moment and we're like, what the fuck's everybody freaking out about? Like, Like, come on, let's go over this fucking rock pile. Well, what's your uh, unbelievable story, Mr. Preston? Well, if we're talking about family family lineage, uh, my great, 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 great uncle was the king of Ireland and he killed St. Patrick, but it's not really that special. Because like he fucked so many people that ninety percent of Ireland related. Are you talking about Neil of the Nine Hostages? That's right. Yeah, that's, dude. That's, I'm rela- We're we're cousins, Holmes. I believe I, it. See, there you go. I mean, half Ireland's related to this guy, so that's. I mean, it's cool, but it's not cool because everybody who's Irish is like, yeah, they're all related <laughs> to Neil. So you also hey, have six thousand cousins. I uh, wish that yeah, I like, was such an awesome king that. I had that much Celtic booty that I would be the progeny of most of our part of the country here. <laughs> yeah, but so here's the thing about that, though, is when you actually look at the genealogy, so either you have a genetic marker that means Neil was your uncle or you're a direct descendant of Neil. If he was your uncle and you go back and read all the folklore, uh, you know, there was like four or five brothers. They all had to go through all these tests. You know, one of them had to, like, kiss a witch, and then everybody pussied out except for Neil. Um, the other brothers, like, they all, the the you know, the great-great-grandfather set, like, a hut on fire and said, okay, go pull something out. And, you know, somebody's whatever fifth-great-grandfather, tenth-great-grandfather was the retard that pulled out, like, you know, like, some working I tools. I think we say that word. But Neil was the best. Yeah, but we do. Neil I was said, the badass. <laughs> there you go. Neil was the badass that pulled out like the anvil. Like he's like got balls of steel and like this hut's burning around him, right? And so basically, one of my relatives was like not that great and it got ended up getting killed. But I mean, I still survived. Here I am. So you Neil's know, Neil's grandson was Saint Columba, who allegedly exercised the Loch Ness monster for three hundred years. Oh shit. Yeah, Saint Columba. 
No, Crowley told people he kept it as a pet and fed it sheep, but he was just trying to be edgy. He probably killed the sheep or two <laughs> and threw it out. He trying to be there. edgy. You know, come yeah. on. He wasn't out there communing with the fucking Loch Ness monster. You were beating your fucking uh, I was in the middle of the nest, and there I was pulling on my dick, trying to, you know, <laughs> he was bring forth his the wife God's veil. And next thing I know, the Loch Ness monster came forward, guys, and I'm the reason why the loch is haunted now. And that's why we call it making a messy messy, folks. <laughs> I don't know if it's true, um, but I could believe that maybe Barbara Bush is his granddaughter. They fucking look a lot alike when they got older. Ooh. Barbara got older and you put her next to his ass. There's some some interesting resemblance there. Just saying. Last <laughs> so, question. Uh, now, hmm? Oh, okay. No, go ahead. I was going to go the... Okay, so like a, a story that uh, most people, like when I tell it, they're like, yeah, it's probably bullshit. Um, about eight years ago, I started doing like past life meditation and really kind of focusing on that. And um, I woke up one night and my son was about two years old at the time and I, I could hear him like crying in his room. So I got up, I'm walking out of the bedroom, I'm going down the hallway, I get close to his room and you know how, like, if you stare at a light long enough and you kind of look away, you see, like, spots of color? Yeah. So when I get to his room, my eyesight goes out. I can't see anything. And I just see, like, yellow and blue squares. And then as clear as day, I hear this female voice go, William the White. And... I was like, oh, that's fucking weird. And so the next day I, you know, get on the interwebs and bleep, blop, bloop, and I'm looking up information and I'm not really finding anything. And, um, you know, months go by, I'm doing more past life meditation and stuff. And then I, I start to get this, this, I'm in this trance and I see this guy. It looks like he's in a church and he's kneeling at an altar and he's praying and he's kind of in like crusader garb like he looks like uh, you know uh you know the knights templar outfit and i hear that same female voice and she's like a, like 11:47 she says this she says this date and so i snap out of it i'm like oh shit you know my lunch is over with and my alarm goes off i'm like that was fucking weird so i get on the internet and i start looking up you know people who died and I find, uh, a, it was like, let's say it's like 1147. And so I look up the dates, you know, people who died, historical people who died around 1147. And I find record of a knights, uh, a knight of the crusade, William de Warren, who was born in the first known, like the year that he was born, that was the first known leap year. And I'm born on February 29th. So I'm a leap year baby. And he was called, his nickname was William the White, because anytime there was a battle, he's like, dude, I'm getting the fuck out of Dodge. I'm not sticking around for this. So he always just ran the other way. Fuck and I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, so if that's if that's not something tied to a past life memory or like maybe I just, you what know, typed like into the afterlife internet and data bank, <laughs> there's no way for me to get this information. So for me, it was always weird that the connection was he was born in the, one of the first leap years and I'm born on leap year, you know, and every time I did this meditation, I started getting this information. So a lot of people are like, dude, you're fucking crazy. But I'm like, I like to think that, uh, you know, I'm, See if you can find I'm a, a painting of the guy, man, that'd be wild. If y'all like yeah. looked alike. 
Fuck yeah, yeah. Ghostbusters to this shit, man. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this is the magic ending question for the evening. All right, all right. And it's favorite TV show as a child. man that's a good one here in a few years it's gonna be like favorite podcast favorite tiktok or whatever (laughs) favorite youtuber yeah um man favorite tv show as a child okay so let's let's say this one mork and mindy loved that show mork and mindy was so fucking fantastic and my grandma lived like um, about half an hour outside of El Dorado, and she worked at a nursing home. And she's a legendary CNA. God, you know, rest her soul. And if it got bad enough out where it was going to snow or ice over, she'd just, you know, stay at our house. And she'd sleep in the basement in the living room or the family room. And I'd always sneak out there, and we'd lay on the day bed, and we'd watch Nick at night. And, you know, we'd watch I Love Lucy and some other stuff, and then Morgan and Mindy would come on. And we used to just get so excited to watch it. And she'd be so tickled just because of how zany Robin Williams was. And, like, I remember just watching this show thinking, this is a live-action cartoon. Like, this dude just just go, 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 never stops, never slows down. And so I attribute that to some of my wittiness and some quick thinking because you just had to be on it or you would miss, you know, jokes and storylines and everything else. And I just really loved watching that show with my grandma, you know, late at night um, when I was little. I loved that show, man. That shit was dope. Yep. Yep. They say that he got that role, Robin Williams, because when he walked into the waiting room before he was going to read his part to audition, um, everyone's sitting there going over lines and he walked in, looked at the chair and did a handstand on top of his head in the chair and they came out to call the next guy and they looked over and they're like, who the fuck's that guy? And they're <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's Robin Williams. And they're like, what are you doing? He's like, well, if I'm an alien from another planet, I don't know how to sit down in chairs. What's a chair for? And they're like, this is the guy. This is the fucking guy. He gets it. <laughs> and so that was one of the biggest reasons why he got chose for the part other than his fucking just, you know, nonstop blur, of a fucking hurricane of a uh, personality, but he made a creepy bad guy that one time. Mm-hmm. That man made me never want to have photos developed ever. <laughs> it made me regret ever allowing photos of myself to be developed. Yep, one hour photo. Sigh the photo guy. Mm-hmm. What about you, Preston? What was your favorite childhood show? Uh, dad and I always used to watch X-Files when that show first came out. He's like, we got to watch this. And then, um, you know, every <laughs> Thursday, Friday night, whenever it was on, we'd sit down and watch X-Files together. So, uh, hands down Fox Mulder. They I was pissed at them last six episodes. They did like, uh, when they changed the whole conspiracy. All right. Now it's not aliens. It's people using alien technology. Well, that's fine, but did you have to make it in such a douchey fashion? Yep. Those last six they put out were terrible. It just, uh, okay. It made me angry. Made me yeah. angry. My yeah. favorite childhood show was a cartoon called David the Gnome. Oh man, that's remember a solid that one. Shit? Yep. Yeah, and you remember the first episode? David I... says that gnomes live. To be 400 years, and he's 399. 
So they showed us as children that we're watching the last year of someone's life. Shit. Oh no shit, that's kidding. fucking heavy. All our yeah. fucking cartoons <laughs> fucked us up. Bugs Bunny taught us that if an old ball guy's got a gun, if you dress like a girl and flirt with him, he won't kill you. That's true. Peppy I mean, Pew made sexual assault a comedy. And look at the numbers. That's the biggest conspiracy of all, man. Looney Tunes was an MK Ultra project, allegedly. Allegedly. Damn. Uh, yeah, there. Well, yeah. thanks for coming on, y'all, and answering questions from the Magic Skull Bowl. Yeah, this dude, been- that was fun. Yeah. I appreciate that. We're just hot off of our seven year anniversary answering a bunch of, you know, ask us anything questions. So, I mean, this was just in the vein still for us. So, yeah. Uh, Boy, they got a lot of shit to go through now, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, thanks still, for having us, man. Yeah, you'll have to come back sometime because we still got questions. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> the well does not runneth dry. <laughs> I know. We, half, of, half of these, I think, was because we covered them in dialogue. I had to exit a few of them. You know, Moon Landing was one by itself. Ghost oh, was nice. one by itself. <laughs> Yeah, so on that note, I forgot to mention, there is a really great movie. It's got Ron Perlman and, um, oh, man, I'm drawing a blank here. The guy that played Ron Weasley. Um, that ginger guy. Yep, that ginger guy. It's a movie called uh, Moonwalkers. You have to check it out. It's a fantastic movie. It's basically the premise of what I described we're going to land on the moon. We're not sure if we're going to make it on time, so we got to fake a moon landing. Ron Perlman is like the CIA agent who has to make it happen. He goes to the UK to meet Stanley Kubrick and then enter Ron Weasley and the guy from Umbrella Academy that can talk to dead people. Um, what's his name? Ha- it's not Hans, is it? Anyway, they <laughs> intervene. Oh, it's a phenomenal movie, man. It's it's worth the watch. Check it out. you got to watch it. Well, you know, speaking of gingers, I'll leave y'all on this because I'm still stuck on Viet Cong Bigfoot. Did <laughs> you know that Mormon Jesus is a ginger and that there's only one Bigfoot and he's Cain? I have heard that, actually. Uh, I didn't know that uh, Mormon Jesus was a redhead, but I have heard that he's Bigfoot a was Cain. Yep. And just a redhead, he is a ginger. Huh. No, but I have heard the idea that Bigfoot was Cain, and because of the atrocities that were committed, he was cast down to uh, wander the earth, similar to the idea of uh, Lucifer and his fallen angels. You know what, though? He didn't die. Uh-oh. So who who come off better for it? <laughs> maybe, maybe this has all been some kind of 3D chess to make us all be kept down by the man. Look at that. And old dude had it going all along. He just... You know, gets a little hairy during the summer and scares some hunters and lives forever <laughs> and does what the fuck he wants. It sounds like a great job. I mean, it's not horrible, you know, all uh, in all. Well, guys, uh, I really appreciate it. I yeah, think well, likewise, man. Awesome yeah. uh, I have y'all's uh, handle there in the video description so folks can really? find you. And check out Conspiracy of Silence.
Okie dokie, folks. That wraps it up with part two of our guest spot on Lazarus' show. So we just want to give another heartfelt thanks to Lazarus for having us on and for being on our show as well. If you're on the social medias, please follow us on Instagram at PXLParanormal. Over on Facebook, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast. On YouTube, of course, we are the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast. Please like and subscribe on there. Join us as we live stream most of these episodes we record from now on. And if you're on the old iTunes, give us a rating and review. We'd love to hear from you, and we'd love to share your rating and review on the show. If you have a beard, if you know a beard, if you want to grow a beard, please stop by BigDomsBeardBomb.com and use promo code PXLPARA for 20% off your entire order. Stop by and see our friend Leslie and the rest of the gang at CD Trade Post, Pawnee, and Syndicate. And on behalf of Presto, I'd like to say cheers to the weird shit in the world and those of us that love to talk about it. Stay spooky and stay on the Paranormal Highway. The cast at Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.